Satnam, thanks for tuning in to another edition of Revealing the Diamond. I'm your host, Tiaga Prem. Uh, thanks for tuning in and listening to the show. If you love the show, I'd invite you to share it with your friends. And I'd also invite you to leave a review on iTunes and a rating uh, so that we can reach more people with the content of this uh, podcast. So I just wanted to talk a little bit today about sadhana. Sadhana means spiritual practice. You've heard about it on the show from time to time. And really it's an essential part of what it means to be a yogi. And also I think it's an essential part of what it means to be human. The challenging side of this is that often we take this practice of sadhana and create a regimented routine and then end up trying to practice a regimented routine and some people are able to do it effectively uh, but don't find any freedom in it they just do it because that's what they do and many spiritual teachers of the past warned about this becoming what is called empty ritual and then most of us I find uh, are not that most of us are uh, the ones who go oh I have to follow uh, these regimented rituals and routines and then when we are not able to do it, uh, we beat ourselves up and feel terrible for not being able to do it. And then our spiritual practice has the opposite effect of what it's supposed to do. And what it's supposed to do is not uh, make you into something. You know, by repeating uh, rituals and routines, it will t turn you into a Catholic. Or re by repeating rituals and routines, it will turn you into a Sikh or by uh, repeating rituals and routines, it will turn you into a yogi. Uh, this is not uh, the case. The reason we practice these uh, rituals and routines the, in our sadhana, our spiritual practice, is to be free. And you may notice in the beginning that there needs to be some structure uh, set up for you so that you can have the experience of freedom especially if you come to the practice with a lot of uh, neuroses and patterns where you're not able to love yourself. Ultimately, I think these practices are put in place for you to be able to love yourself. And if you're having um, the practices that you're doing are causing you to be even harder on yourself or to continue with the self-abuse with your negative self-talk and behavior, well, it's really not working. Uh, and, and I guess... Um, Patanjali, the sage who passed down these yogic teachings a long, long time ago, really had it right, and it, and it still rings true today, this stiram sukham asanam, meaning that the practice must be uh, steadfast and joyful, meaning that there needs to be some uh, form of structure and also some form of space. And as we've discussed in the past, there's a great episode uh, with our friend Jana Romer where she talks about this idea that there is uh, most of what we experience in this universe, multiverse, megaverse is space and very little of what we experience is structure. However, we do need some structure, but don't get confused in the realm of sadhana and think that, okay, well, if I have a lot, a lot of structure, then I'll be able to have space. It defies the laws of nature. The laws of nature are a little bit of structure should create harmony and create space. For example, you know, I, I've had experiences with teachers who are very strict, strict, strict about here's when I get up, here's how I dress, here's how I, uh, you know, and I don't miss a day, even if I get three hours of sleep. 
and it, it appears on the surface to be an admirable thing. But then you notice people like this uh, becoming irritable regularly. And this is not a judgment saying, you know, oh, look at their practice isn't working, they're irritable. It's more like this person isn't getting enough rest. And because this person isn't getting enough rest, there's inflammation in the body. And because there's inflammation in the body, there's inflammation in the mind. And because there's inflammation in the mind, it's going to show up on the main floor, which means in your actions. So that's not going to work. But I've also in my own personal life, you know, uh, gone deep into the teachings of Alan Watts, who I love and he continues to be an influence on me, where I begin to think, oh, well, you know, it, it's really about just being alive. And so I try to release any structure uh, whatsoever. And for me personally, letting go of any structure whatsoever, uh, it just starts to create more karma in my life. And it creates more mental noise so that doesn't really work so I think the key here is to recognize that we're working on becoming free which means that you have a little bit of structure in place so that you're able to be completely free in the sense that you're living in the way that you actually want to live not the way that you're supposed to live and that goes on both sides of the spectrum so supposed to live could mean you know I'm supposed to live in this way where I eat what I want, when I want, I do what I want, when I want, I go to bed when I want. You know, the, the dream when you were a kid, when someday you would move out of your parents' house and be able to do that uh, without anybody telling you what to do. And that at the time appeared to be freedom, but actually isn't freedom because if you do that uh, without any structure put in place, you end up feeling lousy as the body ages. But also on the other side of the spectrum, I would say that too much of the structure, I have to get up at this time no matter what, I have to practice in this way no matter what, this is the way it's been done in the past or becoming rigid or dogmatic in any form uh, also doesn't work. I think some of the structure in sadhana, like if you take kundalini yoga for example, which is a practice that I do, uh, that I try and relay to students who do the Aquarian Luminosity program or who also do one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, programs with me is I try to relay to these people that l watch the structure of the uh, sadhana, like for example Aquarian uh, sadhana as given by Yogi Bhajan. A good way to, oh geez, I'm talk about uh, structure and space somebody's running a stop sign while I'm walking here see that's a necessary structure uh, you know so that we can all be free to go about our business that's a good example it's not there to hold you back or make you feel uh, you know contain you or or uh, you know make you put a rule in place so that you can't uh, be free it's there so that everybody can be free so back to the explanation on the Aquarian sadhana. With the Aquarian sadhana, Yogi Bhajan gave a formula. And the formula is first thing in the morning when it's quiet, and then we put times on it and we say, here's the reason why it's that time. And it could or may or may not be true. My suggestion to you as a yogi would be to test it out. He said between 4 and 7 a.m. I find practicing during that time is essential. I also find that if you're waking up at 3.30 in the morning and you're going to bed at 8 o'clock at night so you can get a sufficient amount of rest, well, that may be useful. 
But if you have a family like I do and not everybody is going to bed at 7 o'clock, uh, if I stay up late and then get up that early, I can feel the heat in my body. I can feel the heat in my mind. And it's just not uh, of service to anybody. But if I get up at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, uh, I get the, the benefits. So it's really about noticing the structure and then moving freely within it. So he said, you know, get up during this time and do the uh, prayer, you know, pray. And people say things to the teacher like, what should I pray? And then he said, well, do Japji, the prayer of Guru Nanak, and it's an effective prayer. But it may not resonate with you. This is not a practice for me anyways, and if it is for you, I would be very cautious of there is only one way. Uh, because this is a d diverse place with many, many paths. And really, we're all here to realize uh, our true self. That's, and to love each other, to love ourselves and to love each other. And, and if we're not able to do that, and there's a disconnect where we're not loving ourselves, we're not loving each other, we're not loving this earth, uh, then we need to I introduce more practice that will connect us to that. That's the whole point of it. So pray, do something that connects you to the whole, the oneness of all of life. And you, if you don't know what to pray, learn Japji. It really works. Or pray whatever makes sense for you. But get up, make it a priority. You know, hit the cold shower so that you're awake, alert. You, uh, cold shower is too much at first, no problem. Take a warm shower and as the water comes onto your skin and you clean your body, uh, give thanks for that water for the water that makes up your body, that makes up your brain, and just be thankful and let your day start like that and then move into a state of prayer and then move your body, move, stretch, you know, and, and if you don't want to move and stretch, walk. Walking is so good for you, you know, just get the body moving, get the blood flowing, um, and if possible, bring some kind of uh, sound into it that really reminds you of who you are, whether it's the sounds of nature or the sounds of silence or the sounds of sacred music, something that really reminds you of, isn't it great to be alive instead of, you know, like Garfield grumbling your way out of bed and walking to the coffee pot. Uh, eh, maybe that brings joy to your life and reminds you who you are. But in my experience, uh, doesn't quite cut it. It's okay. Uh, it's like a six out of 10. But if I can just get up and move a bit, uh, that seems to work, you know. And then sing, you know, chant sacred mantras and sound. Um, even if it's just, you know, singing as you get yourself ready for the day or whatever it is, putting on some music that makes you feel uh, more like yourself and singing along. Or you can sing along to mantra. And this is like a general morning sadhana that will work but the the purpose of the sadhana is to connect you to yourself now let's talk about the consistency and commitment thing because it's important the consistency and commitment is not a rule the rule is not you must do it this way it's create a routine where you make a commitment to do something and then you do it because it's like having a relationship. If you have a friendship and you tell the person that you're going to be there for them and, and this is when you're going to be there for them, like you said a date and you say, we're going to meet, it's gonna be at six in the morning, we're gonna spend some time, this relationship is really important to me and you show up, that relationship will flourish. 
But if you say you're going to do something and you don't show up and you don't show up and you don't show up, it'll make it really challenging for that relationship. And that relationship is the most important relationship in your life. And it's the relationship with yourself. And sadhana is designed in that way. And then I do things in my own sadhana where, you know, I'll set up a meditation practice that can be done at any point in the day as a way to reconnect. Or I create a schedule of when I'm going to work out or go to yoga. Um, and then I keep with that regular routine. But I do it only because it creates space and freedom in my life. Because what happens is sometimes I get around the people who are really like waving the sadhana flag. But more in a you know militaristic sort of rule kind of a way. Uh, which for me is a Piscean approach to... Uh, sadhana and you know I, I feel like I'm supposed to do that and then I say okay well I'm going to get up way earlier than I know is good for me uh, and my body and I'm going to practice for way longer which is going to interfere with my ability to interact with my family and I start realizing like I'm just creating a structure so that I can do what somebody else thinks is good for me well that's not going to work but I am taking the uh input of my beloved teachers like uh, Yogi G and going, okay, well, how does this apply to me? Because I have a lot of knowledge and experience. I'm not coming to this as someone who knows nothing and says, okay, well, I'll just tell me what to do and I'll blindly follow that. No, I've been doing a practice of deep listening for a long time. And you know what? Even more than that, I've been doing a practice of not listening at all. (laughs) And then I've learned from falling on my face multiple times what is not going to serve. And I'm grateful for that. And so what I like to do with this podcast is share with you, like, you know, I like the students who come into the AQL and we give them a a Kriya to do for 30 days and they do the Kriya and some people really struggle and sometimes they don't do it and sometimes they can only get the first three exercises in. And all of those things are useful experiences, not just, oh, good job for you. You did it every day. Here's a high five. That's great. And if you miss days, that's great. And if you can only do a few of the exercises, that's great. Because what's going to happen is you're going to create a relationship with a practice that works. And you're going to notice all the different angles of it. You know, it's like having a relationship. You know, there are, I have very dear, dear friends to me. And, you know, I have let them down before and I've made mistakes and I've said things that I don't mean and I've also had incredible experiences and been there for them and learned why that relationship is so valuable but they're multifaceted and that's what your sadhana is it's a relationship with yourself so it's designing a lifestyle where there's some consistency in practice so you can truly be free in what it is that you want to be in this life who you were born to be your true self so Don't be too hard on yourself. Create a little consistency. Make a commitment. And then watch and notice how these things fit together. Because ultimately the reason we practice is not to become something. It's to be free. Thanks so much for tuning in for this little chat about sadhana. If you have any questions, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Tiaga Prem or email me, tiagaprem at thedharmatemple.com. If you listen to the podcast and you'd like to have me come to your town to give a workshop, a talk, or anything of that nature, also you could email tiagaprem at thedharmatemple.com and I'd be happy to come and visit. 
Um, any questions about sadhana, you can also send to that email. So get out there, design something that is really going to be effective for you. Uh, learn about the structure from some of the different systems of the past if you feel like they'll serve you. Be honest with yourself. There's a lot of great truth out there, but ultimately the number one truth is listening to your own inner voice and getting quiet enough to hear it. Thanks a lot. Satnam. Love you.